0: This is HPR episode 2146 entitled, Cards Against Humanity Tabletop Game. It is hosted by Clar2 and is about 21 minutes long. The summary is, Clar2 reviews Cards Against Humanity. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. My name's is Clatu, and this is part X of my tabletop gaming series. In this episode, I would like very much to review um, a little card game called Cards Against Humanity. You've probably heard about Cards Against Humanity. It's designed to be um, funny, quote, in an offensive, quote, and off-color sort of way. The title of the game hints at that. It's a pun crimes against humanity, cards against humanity, Um, and it's not really understating it. It really is kind of a game designed to be indiscreet. Um, Now I don't usually get offended. Like, the term offended does not really apply to me usually. Um, I don't know if it was just because I grew up as a friend to many metalheads and it just got me kind of conditioned to tasteless humor or... um, or what it is, but I just maybe it was being bullied so much, you know, I just kind of developed a thick skin. I don't know uh, whatever the reason it, I you know offensive humor i I just it just it doesn't always appeal to me, but it also doesn't it, it very very rarely makes me feel indignant or uncomfortable. so the appeal of this game for me was actually not the humor aspect it was the fact that it was sort of the first officially designated creative commons licensed tabletop game that i had encountered now since since that time cuz cards against humanity for me was kind of the gateway drug to tabletop gaming which is kind of weird but yeah i mean honestly that's kind of like what got me started i mean yeah i i had experience with tabletop games like proper tabletop gaming as a kid but only on the periphery because i was never allowed to actually play uh, dungeons and dragons specifically but all my friends played dungeons and dragons so i would hang out as they built their characters and you know they would play small games um over the lunch breaks at school so I was around it but never really got involved and Cards Against Humanity was given to me as a gift and that's what kind of sort of signaled for whatever reason that was like what I needed to be aware that, oh it's okay, I can I can play games on the table top. Um, so that's kind of what Cards Against Humanity is for me and since discovering it I've discovered other, you know, that that there's a whole world out there of of creative commons style gaming um, certainly as far back as i think 2000 and let's arbitrarily say six it's probably even farther back than that but there was this thing that wizards of the coast came out with called the open game license ogl and um it, it is an open essentially an open culture free culture license uh for 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 analog games um and as i don't know if it predates creative commons but it, it's it's early it's definitely an early iteration of of these things so um yeah it's been it's not you know it's cards against humanity being a creative commons is not the is, is not exactly the revolutionary thing that i that i thought it was when i first encountered the game um because i just didn't know enough but um it's still cool, and it still appeals to me. So, so yeah, Cards Against Humanity has an appeal for me, mainly for the open culture aspect. Um, now, again, since encountering or since playing Cards Against Humanity, um, I have learned about other sort of like earlier versions of of it as well. So even even its game, its central mechanic, which I thought was 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 exciting and new uh, turns out to also have been done before um, with a game called apples to apples so basically everything that I loved about it as you know the more I learned about gaming uh, analog gaming the less I or the, the more I realized that that everything I loved about cards against humanity was was actually not actually unique to it even so, it's a really great game. Like, it's a fun game for leisurely gameplay. You know, it's it's a fantastic outlet, I think. It gives people permission to be kind of rude and to explore the the wicked side of their sense of humor. You know, it's okay if you would never tell a tasteless joke in real life because you have to make a tasteless joke in Cards Against Humanity. It's because you're making the joke as a... As, as part of the game, you're not really making the the joke yourself, you know what I mean? It's like one of those veiled kind of like, oh, I'm not saying... I'm not saying this, this, this. I'm just saying that that's what I would say if I was in a situation where tastelessness was acceptable. N- not everyone sees it that way. Um, some people, you know, I mean, there are different um, levels of... there are different thresholds here, for sure. And and that's something that you you should probably go ahead and learn early on when talking about Cards Against Humanity. It's one of those card games that, that uh, people... I'm not going to say people tend to love it or hate it, because, again, I've kind of learned that that's actually not true either. Some people truly, especially the experienced gamers, um, they truly neither love nor hate it. They recognize it as what it is, which is like just a flavor of a a known mechanic. Um, So what is the game mechanic in Cards Against Humanity? Well, it's stupidly simple. One player draws a card and reads uh, the question on the card, or the the phrase on the card, aloud. Um, And they are usually designed to be a pretty good setup for some kind of witty response. And then the other players around the table choose a card from their hand which of course have some kind of response, and it's usually something vulgar or crass or just really silly. And they place their responses face down f- towards the person who read the, the the first card, and that person picks up each each response once all the responses are in, picks them up, and reads them aloud in, in the context of of the original statement, and and. And you end up getting funny, funny things, you know? So it's it's pretty simple. It's kind of like Mad Libs almost, you know? It's just kind of like, here's a phrase, and I want you to fill in this blank with something silly. And people do. And then you read them, and they make people laugh. And And the main thing about that is that there's no... Like, in terms of gaming mechanics, there's not really... It's one of the simpler simpler ideas really i mean it's it's completely subjective everyone gets a turn at being the 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 game master and everyone has a turn at being sort of the player who has to submit something for approval so it's it's quite even you know it's it's very even it's a very balanced gameplay at the same time as it is being completely subjective and unbalanced, because, I mean, if you just... if you happen to have the quirkiest sense of humor at the table, no one thinks you're funny. Unless you start to adjust your gameplay, um, you're going to lose. And even if you try to adjust your gameplay, you may still lose, because, you know, people with quirky senses of humor... I count myself in this this group... um, yeah, it's, it's hard to fake it, you know? It's hard to, like, I mean you can you can try, you know, especially if you know the person. like when I'm playing uh, cards against the humanity uh, against humanity with my girlfriend, uh, I, I I tend to be able to direct my answers to her sensibilities because I know her quite well. Um, and in larger groups, um, like eight people, some of whom I don't even know, you do start to pick up on the humor as you play. You know, and you kind of think, well, I think that person likes this kind of joke. And so you start to fake it. Whether that works or not kind of depends on a lot of different things. And it always, of course, depends on other people's responses. And on your hand. I mean, sometimes you just don't have a good response. And that's too bad. Um, Cards Against Humanity scales fairly well. I've played it with two people, four people, and... I, I want to say probably the maximum has been about ten people. Um, with two players, you don't actually play with two, and I talked about this in my tabletop gaming um, episode where I was just talking about how great analog programming is. Um, you you actually play with three. The third player becomes is is you you call him Rando Calorizian according to the rule book, and that that player that invisible ghost player. Just deals things um, randomly at random, just random responses. Um, it's it's quite quite funny. Obviously, the the invisible player is never the judge, but always submits answers. Um, the there's a slight issue with scalability in that if if you have a very large group, like ten people and above. Um, You're essentially hearing the same joke ten times with a different punchline each time, and I don't care how funny these things are. After the sixth or eighth reiteration of a joke with a different punchline, it it starts to blend and blur together, and you know it, it can be funny, but I mean after after a while, you're just like, all right, I think I'm done with this joke. Like I. I believe that I have heard all possible funny responses to this joke at this point. So, I think that something that I would probably do if I was playing with certainly with 10 people, sometimes with 8 people, um is pair people up, you know, like if it's if it's a bunch of couples at a party or something, then um then maybe you know, couple couple people up so that that responses are are lessened, are fewer. Um, That's just an idea. I've not actually tried it. It's just something that I have noticed. In larger groups, it tends to become a little bit repetitive. Other problems with the game are obviously that it's offensive, um, apparently. Um, Again, I don't really find that myself, but supposedly it's ruined friendships. Um, I find that unfathomable, but people have said that it has just completely spoiled, you know. Like, like people are unable to separate. Sort of like, oh, we're being rude here. You know, we're we're pretending to be rude rather than actually being rude. You know, some people can't. I guess separate those two concepts, um, which is fair. You know, like um, it's certainly arguable that if you're acting rude and you're acting... you, you know, you're you're telling off-taste, uh, off-color jokes uh, in bad taste, then even if you're saying, oh, I'm only doing it because it's a card game, um, there's always that sort of question of, well, did you have to be that off-color, though? I mean, I know you had to do it because the card game only presented you with these five answers, but I mean, my gosh, that was going too far. So some people just cannot get over it. Um and aside from that, even 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 saying, okay, well, I, I'm I'm in good company, or I, I, I shouldn't say I'm in good company, I'm in bad company. Um, I'm in company that I'm familiar with. Um I, I know that it's, you know, quote, safe to to propose that we we play this game. Uh but the 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 fact of the game is that it's a single mechanic um, game. A question is posed, answers are provided, a winner is declared, and it just goes on like that until everyone gets tired of playing. I mean really, there's like there's no end. Like there's no goal. Um, it's it's it is it is just constant constantly the same mechanic over and over again. So that's that's a problem, and I guess the another problem is, to some degree, this is a problem. To some degree, it's not, but I mean, there it, there's a limited set of cards. Um, I mean, it comes with a huge number of cards. Like if you buy the box, it's it's a big for a card game. It's a big box. It's got lots of answers, um, but after a couple of times of playing, you do at least with you know if if you're just playing with your own box set, um, you you start to start to pick up on on answers eventually. You know, you start to hear the same answers. And somehow, even though they're paired with completely different answers, it becomes a little bit, you know, it's like a running gag that gets a little bit tired. You know, you can only hear um, some pop culture reference so many times to any number of set of questions, and it just stops becoming funny. It's like, yeah, I You've made that joke, in a way, already. So that's vaguely an issue. Um, and sort of related to that, I guess, would be that that some pop culture references just don't last that long. Um, or they're lost on you. Like, for me especially, I'm, I'm really bad with pop culture references because uh, if it's not on the Internet, and by Internet I mean, you know, like web... 1.5 not 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 this new web 2.0 stuff like it's got to be on the internet that I'm on uh, then I'm not even aware of it and and, and you know it, it's difficult to to find that amusing when when people are laughing at, at some person that you don't even know exists much less what they're infamous for that week so yeah that's 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 a mild danger I guess of course all of this is kind of rendered uh, pointless because um, you can, it, it's part of the game, part of the part of the spirit of the game and the creative commons side of this game is that you're supposed to um, make up your own answers as well. You can do that. Certainly with the pop culture references, you could just take a sharpie and scratch out the name of the person that you don't recognize and just write in your own answer. I mean, try seriously. Try take take the card that says like I don't know, Kanye West or whatever. Scratch out that name, and write System D on the card. It's like you will be the the hit of the geek party. It, it it'll be hilarious every single time, and probably more often than what the alternative would have been. So that's the beauty of the game. And and as I've said, I think in previous episodes. Um, there are sets of cards that you can purchase and they're just blank you know there's their their card stock cut in the correct size um and and that's it and there are also expansion packs you know from cards against humanity and from other other people who have decided to um to you know give this a go um expansion packs with with additional answers and stuff like that so i mean there's. All kinds of different options here, and being Creative Commons, you don't even have to do any of those things. You can just go out to the store and get some cardstock, cut it into the correct, roughly the correct size, and use them as your own as your own deck. So there's the, the the potential for 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 modification is is huge. You can do whatever you want, and and it it helps because it's such a simple mechanic. I mean. All your, you're doing one of two things. You're either writing down potential responses, or you're writing down wacky questions that are a good setup for funny responses. And I think that the power of the game is kind of that. Um, and before I knew that there were other options, like less quote-unquote offensive options, um, that was kind of, again, the thing that really appealed to me about the game was the idea that you could... Make your own version of it, and that it was okay for you to do that. that's I think the one of the the most powerful things about this game is the way that it encourages you to um kind of kind of come up with your own version of it. That's really cool so um charge against humanity, be careful with it don't don't propose to play it with people you don't know are open to it. Really trust me on this one. You can get yourself into trouble for proposing a game of cards against humanity with someone who is not okay with cards against humanity. Um, you know, a good thing would do to maybe you know just say hey you guys want to play cards against apples to apples you know just depending on like their facial expression just kind of feel it out. Um, but yeah, either way, it's a fun game. You should try it or not. If you don't like it, don't try it. Um, but it is a fun game and, and it's creative commons. So if you don't try it, make your own. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hekka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomican Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution ShareAlike 3.0 license.